0: Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast. We're calling this season Own Your Happy as we dive into practical ways to make room for happy in our hearts and in our homes. The desire for happy is in the heart of every human, and the desire for our kids to be happy is most definitely in the heart of every single mom. Together this season, we're gonna embrace the responsibility to make room for happy in our lives. And we're gonna empower our kids to embrace the responsibility for their happy as well. We'll learn all about a fearless mindset, internal locus of control, and resilience. What those words mean, why they're important for us to understand, and how to equip our kids with all of them. We'll talk about laughter, of course, as well. It is our theme verse after all. Proverbs 31.25, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Hey guys, this is Julie Richard. I'm so glad that you're joining us today for the Fearless Mom podcast as we talk about locus of control. Don't worry about it if you've never heard that term. We are going to dive in in just a moment. I promise you will know more than you ever wanted to about it. I kind of, if you know me very well, I latch onto certain topics, and this is one that I am so fascinated about. The more I learn about it, the more that I am curious about it. So let's pray, and we will jump right in. God, I thank you so much for this day i thank you for technology that connects us to so many moms i thank you god for the gift of motherhood and the responsibility and we embrace that responsibility because we know that you placed it on us and that you've called us to this and so we trust you with that and we ask right now that you settle our hearts and minds and open our eyes and ears so we can see and hear what you want us to learn today, to be the moms that we are created and called to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Locus of control. Okay, what does that mean? Well, locus simply means the location of or the place of. And so when we talk about locus of control, it's about control. Do you believe that life happens to you or that you make life happen. Yes, that is layman's term. That is not a therapist term. So remember, I'm not a therapist. I'm just an enthusiast. But let me go back a little bit and tell you about why I want to look at Locus of Control, a little bit of review to set us up for where we are today. If you've been listening to our episodes, we just did one on mindset. And so mindset is so critical. Everyone has a mindset, either by default or by design, um, either incidentally or intentionally. And as fearless moms, we are going to embrace the responsibility to create the lives we want to live to create the culture we want to have, and to intentionally set our mindset. So we're going to choose our mindset. We're going to be intentional. Look at what it is and see if we need to check it and choose a new one. So what we want, we want a fearless mindset. Now, when I talk about mindset, remember, it's literally how your mind is set, not just what you think about one thing, but how you think about everything. It's your belief system. And we believe that mindset and perspective, sometimes I use those words interchangeably, impact every part of your life. Because how you look at something impacts what you think about something. And what you think about it impacts how you feel about it. And how you feel about it determines how you deal with it and how you deal with it impacts and maybe even determines the outcome often. So we quoted Andy Andrews last episode and you know we we love Andy. He's a friend of ours, but I love this sentence. I think it says so much. Perspective is the only thing that can totally change the results without changing a single fact. And I'm going to say mindset often is something that can change the results without changing a single fact because it it's literally how we look at something and how we what we begin to believe about something. So we want a fearless mindset. A fearless mindset is that growth mindset combined with a God mindset. We talked a lot about that in the last episode. So if you want more, dig in there. But today, when we talk about embracing responsibility and embracing, you know what? I shouldn't say embracing control because we know that we can't control everything. But we can control how we approach and respond to everything. So when I talk about controlling things, please know that I don't mean I don't mean to imply that I believe we can control our children or control our you know, situation even all the time, but we can always, always control how we approach and respond to everything. And that's taking ownership, embracing the responsibility for. And so our mindset or our perspective or our belief about locus of control impacts our lives immeasurably. And we want to set our kids up to have the correct and accurate belief system about locus of control. And so it was Dr. Julian Rotter in 1954, he created a scale to evaluate students to determine does this child, does this student have more of an internal locus of control or an external locus of control? He was doing research to determine what helps kids the most? What sets them up for their best lives? So remember, I'm not a therapist, I'm an enthusiast. Here is my definition of internal locus of control and my definition of external locus of control. So internal locus of control, so picture it, internal locus, location of control, is you make things happen. So if I have an internal locus of control, my belief is that I can make things happen. I can make change. I can make improvements. I have control or I can gain control. An external locus of control is the belief that things happen to you. I have no control. I'm sitting here and all of life is happening to me. I try to picture it like I don't know, if you have one of those little kitty cars that has the handle on the back when my kids were little, we had a little push car that they could sit in and there was a handle on the back that was tall so I could walk and push that car. That would be someone with an external locus of control. That person sitting in that car cannot steer the car, cannot stop the car, cannot start the car. It It is just happening to them versus another person driving a car. they have control of when the car turns on, when it turns off, how to steer it, how to start it, how to stop it. So that's just a word picture for internal and external locus of control. Internal is a real car that you control. External, you're sitting almost like in a car on a roller coaster. You have no control. So after his years of study, Rotter concluded that students with an internal locus of control became far more successful in life, taking better care of their health, their careers, and their families. Now, I want to tell you that locus of control, to be sure, it's a continuum. There are situations, there are circumstances where you feel more internal locus of control versus external, and no one is 100% 100% all the way internal, 100% all the way external, but we do know that the most successful people, people with the most fulfilling lives, have that internal locus of control. But I think it makes sense because if you believe that the decisions you make impact your the outcome, then sure, you're going to be more intentional about your decisions. It's It's really logic to say that an internal locus of control sets you up for your best life, sets your child up for his best life. But I found it fascinating. A more recent study that I found that showed that the rise in external locus of control, because we definitely over the last few decades have seen a shift, at least when I've read studies about locus of control, there has been a shift. Whereas decades ago, kids showed more internal locus of control. I have control. I make things happen. And it's moving more toward external locus of control. Life is happening to me. I have no control over anything. A more recent study showed that that rise in the external locus of control over the last several decades showed the same linear trend as the rise in depression and anxiety. And I actually believe this is good news. I think that while the trends are, yeah, moving in a negative direction, the research shows us that there are choices we can make and actions we can take to reverse these negative trends. There are definitely things we can put into practice in our lives, vocabulary we can use, habits we can implement in our homes to help kids develop intentionally. We can do this on purpose, help our kids to develop an internal locus of control. So when we look at studies, when we look at trends, when we say, gosh, the anxiety is on a rise, depression is on a rise, the suicide attempts from younger and younger, stop. Yes, it's overwhelming. But then we say, all right, is there anything I can do? Is there anything we can do as moms to totally set up our kids for a perfect life? No. Is there anything we can do to prevent anxiety, prevent depression, prevent any unpleasant feeling? Absolutely not. But are there tools I can give my kids to set him up for his best life, to set her up for her best life? We believe yes. We believe that we can teach kids to embrace the responsibility for their actions, for their behavior. We believe that we can teach them that they may not always be able to control others or their circumstances, but they always have a choice about how to approach and respond to them. We believe that we can teach them that they can develop self-control and respond in a healthy and productive way when they're feeling those unfun feelings of anger, hurt, and sadness and disappointment. We believe that if we can give kids these tools to address life in this way, then we can do our best to set them up for their best. And while this research that I'm citing is fairly new, the concept is not. Galatians 6, 4, and 5 says, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Look at this, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. This is Paul in the book of Galatians saying, you are responsible, pay attention to your work, do life on purpose. And then 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but one of power, one of love and self-discipline. Yes, you can control more than you think you can. And yes, you are actually totally in control of your responses. We can do this together. And while, again, the research is new, the concept is not. And we know that if God calls us to something, then He will equip us for that thing. And so we are going to exercise an internal locus of control and empower our kids to embrace an internal locus of control. Now, I will say this. One thing that I believe about why we have drifted into a situation where we have more kids with an external locus of control, I think unknowingly and with the best of intentions, so many parents have intervened in an unhelpful way in their kid's life, protecting them from natural consequences or maybe discouraging risk and stepping in when their kids struggle. Obviously, with love and to protect our children, we do this, but it actually, it actually interferes with development and pushes our kids toward that external locus of control. We actually communicate inadvertently, you need my help. You can't do this without me. And we've robbed kids of the opportunity to build resilience, to develop strength and stamina and self-reliance. I love this quote. Dr. Tim Elmore, founder and president of Growing Leaders and the author of many books, he writes this, the more resources kids have, the less resourceful they become. Possessions without perspective can lead to real trouble. The more resources kids have, the less resourceful they become. And we know from David and Sissy, we quote them all the time, David Thomas and Sissy Goff and their book about um, Are My Kids on Track? We know that resourcefulness is a necessary skill for a kid to have for healthy development. And so we want to give our kids opportunity to develop resourcefulness. Well, guess what? They only develop resourcefulness when they are able to experience struggle and difficulties. Because what is resourcefulness? The ability to find ways to overcome difficulties. So we have to allow them to overcome difficulties. What is resourcefulness? It is the ability to find creative solutions to problems. So we have to allow them to solve problems. Problems. So, all right, parents, we're all in this together. We want our kids to develop an internal locus of control. And yes, we are recognizing that it is difficult to do because, yes, we love our kids. We want to protect them. We want them to always be happy. But remember, this is happiness as an overall feeling and is not the cure for depression, nor is it the absence of sadness or disappointment or hurt or struggle. We're actually going to lean in to struggle, lean in to disappointment. We're going to welcome sadness and loss and disappointment into our homes because we want our kids to develop an internal locus of control. So when we come back, I'm going to hit on some superpowers that we can give our kids to help them develop that internal locus of control. We want to give a special shout out to all of you who are part of Fearless Mom groups. We have Fearless Mom groups that meet in homes with just a handful of moms, and we have others up to 100 or 200 moms that meet in churches. If you're interested in starting a Fearless Mom group in your area, we'd love to help you get started. Just shoot us an email at info at fearlessmom.com. That's I-N-F-O info at fearlessmom.com. And we'd love to help you get started. Or maybe you're already part of a mom group, but you'd like to use the Fearless Mom curriculum. We can help you with that too. Reach out to us. We'd love to help you get started today. Thanks for helping us help as many moms as possible to enjoy this thing called motherhood. Okay, guys, we say in Fearless Mom all the time, what is our goal as parents? It is to raise our kids to be resilient, confident, independent adult kids. And so the research on locus of control and growth mindset tells us that our children can develop strength and courage. They can develop grit, tenacity, and resilience. They can do this. We have to provide the environment for this to grow. We have to... provide the environment for locus of control to develop, for our kids to develop a growth mindset. They grow more resilient each time they struggle and keep going. They grow smarter each time they work to find a new strategy to solve a problem. They grow kinder and more empathetic each time they choose compassion and and kindness on the playground. They develop emotional regulation and self-control each time they choose a healthy way to express anger or frustration. Kids can do this, but we have to set them up for it. We want to teach them, you're the driver, not the passenger in life. This is something we can do. We can embrace equipping our kids with a growth mindset and an internal locus of control. I do want to tell you, it's not the drift of our culture today. You'll have to be determined and you'll have to be brave. You'll have to choose this mindset and belief system because you know it is what is best for your child, no matter what other parents are doing. And that is hard. And it is courageous. But with great resolve and God's help, I I do believe, I do believe you can change the way you think and the way your child thinks. Maybe naturally you don't have a growth mindset. Maybe naturally you— recognize, wow, I actually have an external locus of control. I actually, that's my belief system, and I feel like I'm acting out of that. Well, guess what? You can change the way you think first, and your children will benefit from your overflow. So you embrace these couple of principles, and then your children will learn. And this is what I know to be true, Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So be ready to be that salmon swimming upstream. Because if you're going to pick this, you just know this is not the drift of our culture. So we're swimming upstream, but we can do it. I'm going to talk to you about two tiny things that make a huge difference. So the power of choice and the power of change. I want to embrace myself, the belief that I always have a choice. I want to express to my kids, you always have a choice. I want my kids to see that they always have a choice and they need to embrace the responsibility for their choices and the consequences what follows said choices and when i say consequences i just mean whatever follows so consequences good and bad a lot of times people think of consequences as only being negative but when i say consequences i we also give positive consequences and there are positive consequences often to hard work and being honest and having good character and being a person of integrity there are just as many good consequences, if not more, as bad consequences. But I want my kids to embrace this truth. And I say it all the time. I can't always control others or my circumstances, but I can always control how I approach and respond to them. And remember, your approach and your response is a direct result of your perspective and mindset. And so I want them to remember. I may not be in control, but God is always in control. This is where that God mindset really comes into play. I always have a choice, and I don't always get to choose my situation or circumstance, but I always choose how I approach and respond to it. The belief, I can't make my friends play with me, but I can always choose kindness, and I can find someone else to play with. I may not have chosen this situation or circumstance, but I most definitely choose how I handle it. Even when life is unexpected or hard or sad or unfair, God is in control. He is with me. He is for me. His word can be trusted. And I can know that everything will be used for His glory and my good, for the good of those around me, for the good of those who love Him from the trivial to the traumatic, from the silly to the significant. I'm talking about like a dispute on the playground, or I remember when Emily was in third grade, and all of her friends were in one class, and she was in the other one, which meant they all sat together at lunch. It also meant they got out to recess before she did, and they were already playing a game by the time she got out there. It was a very difficult year, but we would always say life isn't always fair, but God is always good, and you can't control that. This is the class you've been assigned to, but you can control What you do when you get out to recess, who you do sit by at lunch. Can you find someone else to talk with? It was a long year, but we learned so much. All the way to, I have a friend who, you know, her family member was diagnosed with a significant illness. And so allowing kids to participate in fundraisers for cures, it's a great way to reinforce internal locus of control. You can't change the situation, but you can do something to help. And so they did everything they could to, the kids got really involved in raising money for a cure. And while the responsibility of a cure is not solely on the child, they can choose to help fight the fight. It's very empowering to kids. They can move from hopeless to helpful with these activities. Embracing the scripture good grief. If you've heard Fearless Mom, if you've ever heard me talk about control, you know that I always go back to Romans eight twenty eight. For we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. That does not mean that God causes all these bad things. It means that some things He allows, and some things He allows because of people's poor choices. Other things He allows because we live in a fallen world. We do not Understand everything, but we trust that God is always in control. And therefore, I have the power of choice. I choose to trust God. I can be sad, frustrated, hurt, disappointed, angry, all those things, but I still choose to trust and I choose my response. I choose my action, my behavior, even my facial expression. All of this feeds the fire of internal locus of control. So the power of choice. And then The power of change. The power of change. So if I embrace the belief that I always have a choice, that gives me the feeling of control. I embrace that responsibility. Then I believe in change. I believe that my actions can impact the outcome. When my child embraces responsibility and understands that she always has a choice, she now has hope that things could change. This is a belief that things can get better. There's always hope for happy, even when life is hard or sad or frustrating. I embrace this belief. I'm feeling sad right now, but I won't feel sad forever. I'm feeling frustrated right now, but I won't feel frustrated forever. So there's hope for change. There's hope for happy, even when life is hard. This is the belief that I can implement change My choices can impact the outcome in many situations. And so I want to teach kids to embrace responsibility because I believe this gives them hope and control. I believe that my choices can change things. And so that's empowering. That gives kids the hope and that feeds the internal locus of control. So the power of choice, the power of change. It's Andy Andrews. Golly, I'm quoting him a lot today. He and I talk a lot about this topic. Andy Andrews says, teaching kids to embrace responsibility gives them hope and control. So it is the power of choice and it is the power of change. I feel sad right now, but I won't feel sad forever. We can do this. I feel frustrated right now, but I won't feel frustrated forever. Yes, internal locus of control is not the norm, but we can look at these studies and say, hey, but that sets our kids up for their best lives. So I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my best to set my kids up for their best. And I am going to embrace an internal locus of control and a fearless mindset myself. And then My kids benefit from the overflow, and I'm going to start using this vocabulary so that they too can develop that fearless mindset and internal locus of control. We can do it. It's not easy, but we can do it. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for these studies. I thank you for the scripture that you give us. I thank you, God, that you knew about neuroplasticity and locus of control and all of this way before we ever realized it and that you put it in your word so that we can, we can rest on that truth. We thank you for the responsibility you've given us. And we also thank you that we don't have to do it alone. Give us what we need, God. Give me the wisdom to see things as they really are, and the discernment to see when I should step in and when I should step back, and give me the courage and discipline to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fearless Mom Podcast. Through every conversation, every practical tool, and every moment we can point a mom to hope, we are so honored and grateful to share it with you. And if you're loving these conversations, let your friends know, tell them about the Fearless Mom podcast. It's the best way for moms to find out about our show. Also, we'd love it if you'd share a review or maybe leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on Instagram at fearless underscore mom to stay up to date on all things Fearless Mom, on all news and all events. We'll see you next time. And remember, Mom, you're not alone. We're all in this together.